occasionally awesome European edition. <laughs> European vacation. European working vacation. Right. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. And I am so cool now that I've been to Europe. You are cultured. Man, man you just... The thing is, Nick... The until thing about you, Europe is... Until you've traveled <laughs> Europe... Yeah. You don't really understand culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get you. What you just said has a real American attitude towards it. <laughs> Let me tell you something as a cosmopolitan. <laughs> as world traveling... Who yeah. has traveled in Europe... Yeah. <laughs> and brought them joy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get to be a whole new kind of asshole now. I know, it's great. So that's fun. Um, so this episode, if you haven't already pieced it together... Um, Kevin, you spent 10, ten days. fucking days. Ten days. Your dog missed you. He did. Well, he's um, barking at the reflection out on the wall. Which is pretty funny. He's not that bright. Dude, <laughs> um, a reflection will make an animal Go nuts. lose their shit. Yeah. To them, it's like seeing an alien. It's like like, like when, uh, when someone in a trailer park sees like a light in the sky, they think it's a UFO, <laughs> and they just get the shotguns out. Yeah. When a dog sees a reflection, it's like, this is a new life form, and I've just discovered it, and right. I must attack it, because it's invading <laughs> my home space. Yeah. That's what just happened. Yeah. Um, so we get into your, uh, your trip. Yeah. We cover a bunch of cities. A bunch of cities. I was very confused a lot of times, so I yeah. tell you the cities out of order. I don't. I didn't know a lot of. I had to ask yeah. what country I was in a lot of the time, which is exactly why we did. Because if say you had been to Europe four times, we wouldn't have done an episode on. Because nah. you'd have been like, yeah, I've done it before. Anyway, next. This shit was very. I mean, sounds dumb to say foreign to me, but it was foreign as shit. Yeah, I've never been anywhere. I've been to Canada, like, you know, like, this That's was... That's just America life. It's not even a big deal. This was straight up another place. Yeah. It was, to me, it was pretty crazy, you know? I mean, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm a pretty uptight person. Yeah. So this, to me, like, going, doing this was outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, you broadened your horizons a little bit. When Whitney asked me to go, my first reaction was, I wanted to say no. You were like, ah! I, I, I she just like, hears a phone drop and yeah. then you run it. I, in my head, was like, say yes because you'll never. I never would ever have gone to most of these places ever. Oh, yeah. So this was awesome. You never even willingly travel to places in America. Nope. Unless it's like for a show. For work. Yeah. I, travel, for, yeah work. I travel for work. That's why I will travel. Yeah. And I, for some reason, won't let myself travel for other reasons. <laughs> Right. So maybe I think now having having had the cool experience I had there, maybe that'll change. Right. Because I, you know, we talk a lot about art. That was a big thing for me. On that the was trip. cool. I, I got to see mind blowing art yeah. that made me weep literal tears. Yeah. Yeah. I got to learn a few things about the kind of art they have in European museums. They have home runs. They have bangers. Yeah. They have headliners. And what's his name? Vermeer. Johan. Johan Vermeer. Vermeer. Um, I didn't really know what any of his stuff looked like, and then we kind of we looked. Apparently, a, a documentary up. people kept mentioning to me called Tim's Vermeer, mm-hmm. where a guy basically copies the process by which Vermeer used to make paintings and makes his own. Oh wow! I'm gonna check it out. It's totally yeah, yeah. yeah, so it was uh, there's some educational stuff for you art lovers out there um, who have traveled to Europe or are going to. You named what five, six, seven museums that are worth going to. Yeah. So if you're going to be in London, if you're going to be in Amsterdam, there's... Um, London and Amsterdam, as far as museum goes, fucking it. Yeah, and the ones in London are free. Anyway, all the details are, are in there. Um, and then uh, I want to do. I want to mention this. Next week's episode is uh, we have Steve Simone, our very good friend, 
uh, who has his own podcast on all things comedy called Good Times. We've had Steve on before, but next week's episode uh, is the day, November 4th, he releases his album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his debut album, it's called Remember This. You will buy it. We talk about, uh, we talk about that on, on the podcast. It's available for pre-order right now. So as you're listening to this all the way up to November 4th, you can pre-order it on iTunes, and it'll be available on Offense Comedy. He's super fucking funny. Uh, great storyteller. Good dude. You don't buy it. You are my enemy. Yes. Um, and on that note, um, or related to that, um, my final release has been pushed back a little bit. That's final. I know. Um, it's like releasing a record on a, on weave on weaving. Yeah. Well, no. Final. Final. No. No. Actually, the opposite. Final production is higher than it's been in 15, 20 years. So you have to wait. So you have to wait. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's been a little bit of a delay, but it's fucking coming. <laughs> so I know. Test pressings are done. That's a good thing. Oh, cool. Test pressings are finished. That's cool. Yeah, it's fucking super exciting. Um, T-shirt uh, design for our podcast is coming, but now that I've been to Europe, my brain's all full of fucking art. Ooh. So I have to reconsider what I want to make. Yes, because things things have moved in my mind. Yeah, art, my good. art brain has moved. It's good. So I gotta paradigm shift. Gotta rethink what I want to do. That's exciting. Okay, guys. So just give me a minute. Get off my back. Um, but yeah, it's coming. I've had a couple of people. Oh, I want that shirt. Remember that one guy? Some yeah. guy on Twitter. Sight unseen, I'm ordering it. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. That's going to be good. Uh, November 5th. If you live in San Francisco or the Bay Area, I'm headlining a venue in the city of San Francisco called Doc's Lab, site of the old Purple Onion. So if you've ever been there, that's a super cool fucking venue. Uh, it is now Doc's Lab. Uh, go to their website, DocsLabSF. You can get tickets. You can also go to NickYousef.com. There is information and a link for tickets there. I'm doing one night only. Tickets are like 10 bucks. Please come. At least maybe 30 40% of the set will be new material that's not on my album if you have that. Um, so come to that. I'd love to see you there. Um, November 5th through 7th I'll be in Nashville at Zany's with Bobby Lee um, and I think that's it for right now um, so yeah enjoy this episode this was fun Kevin's European working vacation you're up in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> Waiting to ask you since I came, I, was, I came over and I was like, "This will be the first thing." And then I'm like, "No, well, that's what we're fucking talking about, right? Europe and traveling in general, right? Stuff like that." But you did. Now let's like prep because maybe a lot of people don't know the extent of the trip. Okay. How how many days and where did you go? And it then we can break it down. Ten days. Damn. Um, I went to Norway, Sweden. Uh. Denmark, nope, maybe not Denmark, Belgium, Netherlands, London, I think that's it. Oh, so it was like two days 
in each of those like five. well uh, three days in norway three three cities in norway two cities in sweden uh one in belgium yeah then i went to london for a night and then i went to oh, oh yeah the, then back to sweden so that was copenhagen and then amsterdam which is oh, right. yeah you know so i guess you know like five six places seven wow. shows total Seven shows in ten days. That's not bad. Uh, no, it as wasn't far as, like, bad. Having to bounce around. For the and, like, first like five shows, maybe the first four shows yeah. were just like at, like the we the first day we got there was a show. It was a lot of like getting on a plane every day for for like the first four days, which sucked. But the flights are what like an hour. Yeah, yeah after the first short. huge one, the flights are an hour, and the airports are small, so they're not super gnarly. There's no TSA either. No. Isn't that weird? I, I was like, in one of the airports, I don't remember which one, I was like, do I have to take off my shoes? And the guy was like, we are not America. I was like, whoa, calm yeah. down. And you just walked through. I mean, no, it's not. There's still the security and x-ray shit, but they're they're just better at it. It may, I will say, it made me realize what a shithole LAX is. Yeah. Like, oh my God, LAX is a shithole. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's a fucking garbage pile of disorganized shit. Yeah, no rules. They make them up as they Just go Just a along. total... It's Lord of the Flies, bunch of dickheads. Yeah. Like, there was not... I mean, literally, the guy saying, we're not America, was the meanest thing anyone said to me in any airport in all of the European cities I was in. At the same time, the truest, though. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah, you can do it this way, and it'll be fine. Fine. I don't need to take my shoes off for no fucking reason. If they have metal in them, you take them off, but that's it. Yeah. But yeah, it was uh, much easier. <laughs> airport thing was much easier but we started in norway you were opening for whitney that was, was that's the whitney. we in this yeah we, we yeah. was opening for whitney we started in norway in a place called bergen which is tiny yeah like now i imagine i've never been in norway okay. i've never really been anywhere in europe right me so neither this i imagine norway cold desolate everything's gray <laughs> There's a lot of like black metal bands running around burning down churches <laughs> uh, in the name of metal, of course, right. not Satan, but um, valid reason. And and then there's just like stunning looking women, like okay. Nordic, like blonde, wavy hair, big pouty lips. That you could like rest a fucking in, soda can on. In general, the women in Scandinavia, the hot ones, yeah. are f- ridiculous, like aliens. They're ridiculous. They're yeah. all six feet tall. Yeah, yeah. They're aliens. They're all stunning. <laughs> now, to be fair, though, the ugly people are, are beautiful. Horri- no, no. Oh. They're horrifying looking. Because you get to see what happens when white people mate with white people for too long. You're talking thousands of years. But that's also what creates those yeah. incredibly hot. Yeah, you get the, but you get the total inverse. You get an incredibly stunning six-foot-tall blonde Adonis, male or female. Yeah. And then you get someone with like literally no chin and like teeth coming out of their nose. Yeah. Just like a mess. Just Is a that like wh- the white trash? Yeah, like an albino mess. Yeah. They're just like Coke bottle glasses and like buggy fish eyes like, but like, and blonde and weird looking and odd facial hair. Just That's a mess. cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ugly people look like every hacky comedy neighbor on a British TV show. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Netherlands is beautiful. Or not the Netherlands, Denmark, sorry. It's like... Well, I thought you didn't go to Denmark. I'm getting confused now. Norway is where we start. Okay, yeah. Norway was number one. Norway was number one. So Norway, Bergen is like a small town. All these towns, at least the small ones, are like 
shoved into a mountain range, uh-huh. a beautiful, beautiful mountain range. Yeah. <laughs> the weather was nice, so there it's all these beautiful little perfect homes shoved into a mountain range, and a lot of the towns are built around like a big central square, right? Where all the buildings are like close to a thousand years old, and you know, like the, those like the nicest blocks in Greenwich Village. Uh-huh. That's what all of fucking Norway look like. Yeah, where like the streets are these really, really old beautiful like apartment buildings that are stunning like victorian right. there's like er, all, all the roads made. like cobblestone yeah all the roads are <laughs> cobblestone so it's like you're in you're you're like you went to a fairy tale yeah that's where yeah. you well, you realize we'll go all, down to the local elf shop yeah it's like when you're it's like you realize we're like disneyland stole all their like architecture styles yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah this is why the swiss alps shit and and so everything's cobblestone and like beautiful and clean at yeah. least in this at any point did a leprechaun approach you to <laughs> sell you any gold no 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 because they don't need money in exchange for like u.s dollars everything's free u.s dollars are worthless oh, okay. in norway the krona uh, it's some weird ass exchange where like you know ten dollars is like a hundred krona uh-huh. or whatever it's called um it's very it's like super clean. It's it was chilly, like sixty, fifty degrees. I don't know. I don't know what the weather's like there. I think Norway can get super cold. It sounds like the it. death metal thing's interesting because I brought it up. I was like, dude, what's up with the, what's up with Norwegian death metal? And the guy, our tour guide Russ, who's from Texas, and what? Yeah, Russ well, from Texas. How did that work out? I don't know. He well, just, let me tell you something about yeah. these Norwegians. Dudes yeah. from America. He's actually born and raised in Long Beach, and then lived in Texas. This is like the last person I would ever expect. Yeah. Moved to he lives in Stockholm now, yeah. and like organ kind of organizes these like American comedy tours or just organizes these comedy tours. Yeah, and so he was saying that death death metal's not a big scene there. It came from there, but it's not like huge. So like I brought it up at one of the shows and it got like a small laugh, but they were like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like re- it's it's kind of like techno where it's like not big. It just one well, thing that from it's there. huge. It just was like making waves because of the crazy shit that some of these guys were doing. Yeah, but I don't. Also, I don't. I didn't get the sense that Norwegians have, are a little weird because I and I talked to the guy Russ because he's lived there for a while about this. That like they're pre- they're pretty repressed. They're uptight people. And uh, how are they repressed? It's not. It's not when it comes to like the the stuff we're repressed about. Like they're not repressed about sex or drugs or anything like that. There's a thing in in like Scandinavia that's like never ever think you're better than anyone else. The like uh, the Swedish president, uh, whoever had the maybe it was Norway, who had the last Winter Olympics at one point said he was worried they would be considered a bad host because they were winning so many medals. Right. There's just like a there's a real er- being arrogant. I think is one of at least for what I could glean. Being arrogant was is considered like one of the worst things you can be. Whoa! So like I'm moving to Norway. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone, like equal. <laughs> everyone's tremendously polite and right. like pleasant and isn't like braggy or showing off. Everyone kind of dresses the same. All the clothes are kind of smart and simple and utilitarian and like. So it plain. looks like the movie Her. Kind of. Yeah. It's just like I mean, there's a, there's a lot of dudes like who look like you and I. It's like red wings and and flannels and sure, it's, yeah. it's very like simple and like modest and it was interesting to watch how they reacted to to stand up specifically whitney stand up because she was doing like a lot of crowd work where she would just get right up close to them and like ask them questions and make fun of them and the way they would laugh was almost like a cathartic childlike laugh where they couldn't believe someone was just like you suck 
Right. Like you guys, are, like you guys are idiots. Like to be critical in that way isn't normal there. Like critical just for the sake of making fun of someone. It's not. It's not. That's not how they behave. It's weird. They're not like childlike. No, they're <laughs> not. Well, because the notion of being like an individual, I think, is different there. Like you, right. you it's it's. They're very proud of the fact that their society. What's run. their economy? I think I don't know what their main. I mean, there's tons. I mean, the Bergen in the first two Trondheim was the first two places we were in. Uh-huh. They're like big fishing towns. Right. But also, I think it's like. No, but are they like? Uh, are they like? Are they capitalists? Are they like socialists? They're socialists. They, okay. For the most part, I think it's like a little bit of a mix. You pay really high taxes, but right. college and healthcare is all free. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, which is what I in something. There's something in that. Everyone knows that part of the world so much is taken care of. They don't have a lot to complain about. So, right. which I think is a weird thing to know, like to feel, like you know, life can suck here too. Like in Denmark, is considered the happiest on the happiness index. Right. And I would make fun of them. I'd be like, "Isn't that a lot of pressure?" And they would laugh. Just like, yeah. Sometimes you have it's like, no, your lives are so. It'd be annoying to be constantly being told your lives are easy. Yeah. It's like, no. Well, you guys are the happiest. You have nothing to yeah, worry about. Yeah, you have about. nothing to complain about. Like, fuck you, man. Every, like we have. You know, depression and sorrow, and our lives can be hard and difficult. Like, it was weird. It yeah. just felt you've actually is you felt a cultural difference in the way like you could see them want. I could almost feel them wanting to let loose a little. Right. Everybody drinks. <laughs> like everyone fucking drinks, and they just. I I I wanted like I felt them wanting to like break out of their shells. Kind of. Did you get drunk with them? No. With anybody? No, I didn't drink anything. Wow. Dude, the schedule was, I just, I, I, I was always worried about like, you know, it was always like getting up and getting on a plane. So a every morning that. was like get up. Get every on. morning was get up, meet in the lobby, head to an airport. Wow. Almost every morning. Every morning but one. Because on our day, uh, okay, so, the, so that, Bergen and Trondheim were like the same. S- very small, beautiful towns with huge, beautiful town squares. Like, like how a, big were these venues that you guys the were The first playing? venue was small. It was like a club. Oh, cool. It's like a hundred seater. And then from then on, it was places that were all like three or four hundred seaters. Did everyone know who she was? No. Okay. That's no. interesting. No. But if they did know her, it was from the Ro- Comedy Central roast. Uh huh. But most of the people were just, I think, coming out to see an American comedian. Okay. More or less. And uh, yeah, they were all, it's, you just had to go a little slower because, you know, they're translating. The English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you went fast, they lost you a little. Right. But uh, those first few places were just these little picturesque towns with not a ton to do. Uh-huh. But they were, you know... <clears throat> like That's we went so and, cool. We went and saw like an old, like a thousand-year-old cathedral. Yeah. That's fucking stunning, and you're like, this is mind-blowing. Of shit. course, yeah. And then like a fort, and like a, they're like, oh, this was the fort where we fought Sweden, or whatever. <laughs> and it's a thousand yeah. years. That's the thing. Everything's so much older. And then we w- then we went to Oslo, which is like their capital. Right. It's a you know, that's like a, a big city. bustling city. It's a city, which it's it's not a huge city by American comparisons, but I actually didn't like that as much because it felt like a city. I was like, oh, there's the Starbucks and there's a Ew, stuff gross. like that. Yeah. You kind <laughs> of. I'll be honest with you. In Do they the have first a McDonald's? Place, yeah, all place. That's it's kind of a bummer. And look, people can do whatever they want, but like next to our hotel in Bergen, there was a TGI Fridays, and you want to be like, guys. Don't do this to yourselves. Yeah, that sucks. Like, don't bring this shit over. This isn't a good idea. Like, in Trondheim, we asked our driver, like, what do you guys have there? He's like, oh, we just got the Starbucks. Yeah. We're like, okay. Like, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, that's like a bummer. 
It is a little bit. It's I used like, to do a bit about that like years ago, how I want to travel the world now before everything is a strip mall. It's essentially, true. Yeah. It's true. I should bring that bit back. <laughs> anyway. Um, but then, but uh, it's true, right? Yeah. yeah. It was uh, like a bummer when you saw that. A little bit. And you still probably went to the Starbucks because you're like, oh, coffee. Oh, I was, gl- I was, I personally was very excited that there yeah. was Starbucks. But it, I mean, but it, it oh, was you know mixed what? feelings. You know what they have in Norway or, or in all of Scandinavia? What? The free hotel breakfast is shockingly amazing in every hotel we were in. And these weren't fancy hotels. We were in Rat... This, this is a chain... We were in three different Radisons. Uh-huh. They were nice, but, like, the level of free breakfast they give you away... So it's not like continental bullshit where it's like, here's a banana and no, shitty dude, coffee. It was insanity. Yeah, it make was, your own omelet. <laughs> it was literally beautiful and shocking and delicious. Wow. And it was free. I had that... I had... What I thought was going to be that at uh, the hotel I was staying at in D.C. Like, right. I never get when the, whenever the, you check in, they're like, oh, a free breakfast from yeah, six to nine. You're like, yeah, 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 just get to the where's my room, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you know, it's going to be garbage. And so one morning uh, or the morning we were leaving because we're up like super early and I go down and like I look over to the free breakfast area, which is like in the bar lounge. Yeah. And I, I'm like, that's like a lot of shit. Yeah. And I go over there and there's like oatmeal there's like eggs in the giant thing and there's like there's five different kinds of cereal like right. bowls of like fresh fruit watermelon and i'm like this is this is the shit so i get a bowl of fruit and i get like a banana and something else and uh and i start like a glass of cranberry juice and i start walking over and this lady comes up she's like uh sir did you want to pay for that here have it sent to your room i'm like yeah what that's yeah. not what this is I think it may be included in your room cost, or you can opt for it or not, but dude... I had to fucking pay, man. It was insanity every day. It was great. That's awesome that it's just free. It was so great. It was so delicious. <laughs> they just ask you your room number, and you tell them it was delicious. Wow. Like, all this fucking... Fi- oh, they're big on tons of fish right. everywhere. Like, f- everywhere. People are just tossing fish on everything. Yeah. It's a little much. But yeah, Oslo was just like a like city. surrounded by water up there. Yeah, they're yeah. big. It's a big fisherman fishing type deal. Uh-huh. Oslo was like a city. The cra- that crowd was really good. But again, like uh, that was more of like there was more seemed to be more of like a comedy festival there when uh-huh. we were there. Like Stephen Merchant was doing shows. Right. But like you know you didn't like I wasn't super keen on like running around to look at stuff in that city because it was just like a city. Right. A lot of English speakers though. Oh, everywhere. Right. You can spe- that's the easy as far as traveling to Europe I, it's really easy to go to those places because everyone speaks English right literally they teach it in school and you, but they make you actually use it you don't have any you don't even have to like say like uh, do you speak English you just walk in everywhere and you're like uh, can I get you're that like hey bro where's the fucking shitter at for like, real over there <laughs> they're totally it, you don't have it's not even an issue at all right so that Oslo we were again we were at those places all pretty quick and then we went so you just you'd fly in in the morning Fly in the morning, hang out land. that day, do the show. Be, we'd be at the, we'd land like three or four hours before the show, do the show, you know. Hang oh wow! Out a so you have like no time to go look at shit. Not a lot. We what we do is our flights were never super early. So do they have Uber? No, they don't. It's have not Uber. made it over there. So we would get up and the what if what if over there they called it super? <laughs> <laughs> but normally we'd make we'd try to get whoever picked us up to take us to see like one quick thing on the way to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, can we go a little early and see this fancy opera house or a yeah, church? Yeah, of course. Some place like that. Just to be able to see something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then we went to Stockholm where the people got way more attractive. Like, even Sweden? more. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweden. They got even more beautiful. Yeah. And your light is shooting out of people's faces. They're and just, you're just like. It's fucking weird, man. But they're all so tall. Yeah. But it, 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 it's so commonplace. 
no one's like noticing how hot they are. Like I was trying to figure out, like, are these the cool people? Are these like the rich? <laughs> are these the hot ones? Are these the hot rich people? Because like when people visit LA and they go like, dude, there's hot girls everywhere. You're like, oh no, these aren't the real hot ones. Yeah, the real hot ones are at like the nightclubs yeah. and like auditions when when it casts hot people that right, you see yeah. in the lobby. Yeah, and and you get like, I didn't get a sense of how people hook up there. Like right. there, you didn't feel a sexual vibe at all. Because every, I mean, granted, it's a little cold, so everyone's wearing like clothes. Everyone's yeah. all covered up, but everyone's again very like kind of smart and polite and even keeled. So there's not a lot of like you didn't get a sense of like flirtiness or people like hooking up or going out to hook up. It's just everyone's very just like hello. Like it's 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 sort of. I like, bet you would have gotten that if you like if you went to a bar that night, maybe or a nightclub or something. Well, that dude, our tour guide Russ, who lives in Stockholm, uh-huh. was saying that as an American, it's actually pretty easy to get girls because you're considered so aggressive by by in comparison to the dudes of in Scandinavia. Because yeah. also, women are treated equally there. It's not like here. Like they're treated much more respectfully. Right. So like. The hitting on them, what what would be acceptable? You would be uh, like, "Hey, bitch!" An acceptable <laughs> way of hitting on a woman here would be considered pretty gross. There, yeah. So I think they go, "Don't whistle at me, you pervert!" Yeah, like don't comment on my look. Like commenting on a woman's looks, maybe yeah. like it's. Can you call a girl toots? You think? I don't think so. No, okay. like there's no strip joints, no strip clubs in Norway. Wow. Like we asked, and they're like, "Oh, that's the one," but they can't advertise where yeah. it is because. But it, it's co-ed. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> everything's that equal. Yeah. Like male and female, and they don't tell you. It's just you, all of a sudden a dude comes up there. Yeah. It's just very, it's it, that, so that, I, th- I couldn't get a sense of how people get it on. Oh, but in Norway, apparently there's this thing called the Roos. The what? It's called Roos. Which Roos? is like Roos. Roos. Which is apparently when college students, I think, are about to graduate. It's either college or high school. I don't Mandatory know. orgy. Yeah. No. Yes. No way. There's all the for like a week, all these kids have like these things they that that they get like you get like like a hall pass. You get a hall pass, but it's like it's like you get like a check. You get like a and the the equivalent of like getting beads in New Orleans. Like if you fuck a bunch of dudes or if you do all these things, like make out with an old dude, like hook up with like all the. It's basically a week where they get super wasted and do all this crazy shit for like a week on purpose. And and it's and they rent these buses apparently and run around just fucking flipping out and it's right before finals. Wow! It's called Roos. It's funny because out here that's just called college. Yeah, <laughs> but they like crush it and there's all these like you know like you're cool if you do X Y and Z, which Damn. is just salacious shit. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That it was, I mean, our driver was this dude named Christian who was a he's a magician <laughs> or an illusionist. He was the one I got, like, you could, he travels around a lot, and he's trying to be, like, an illusionist, and he was the one you could see really trying to, like, break out. He wanted, his, you could see just, like, I want I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. And that, so Sweden, Copenhagen, and Stockholm are pretty similar. Right. Again, shockingly beautiful people, a shockingly beautiful place, super, everything's super old and beautiful. And that's, a, that's one of the cool things about, about places like that. Like, the, for, in America... The East Coast is where all that is, like the old buildings. Like when you walk yeah. by, like that bar was built in 1874. You're like, what? It's still standing. People still go in there. It's still open. Yeah. Like Europe is just full of that shit. Well, and it's not 
200 years old. It's a thousand. Yeah, it is 1,000 years old. Yeah, and so it's... I like monks think, that wrote religious texts. Yeah, I wonder in some of these lives, yeah. if that has a little bit to do with like... I, I found myself thinking it must be kind of tough living there because so much has come before you. So much impressive shit that like as a person living there, what you do isn't super impressive in comparison. Whereas America's young as shit. Well, you know, you build a building. It's like, oh, there wasn't a building there before. You didn't tear down a really beautiful Victorian masterpiece to build your new building. You're competing against a lot of fucking history in those places. Right. I think it's like, I almost felt like sort of lucky that you didn't have to like constantly look at like. But I mean, if you grew up in it, you wouldn't really be thinking like, whoa, this old. I just noticed that everyone who took us around would always be pointing out. Oh, this is the most important place. They this is where they did this, and th- it was all just pointing out the old shit where they like the government was founded or where they conquered this. Like they're right. really into their own history. Yeah, but I mean, the guy showing you places yeah. is you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I wonder if just a common citizen ever really stops and goes, "Damn, I just marvel at all these old." I you know wonder, I mean? man. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I wonder. I was. I. I didn't. You know. I was spent time there, but it wasn't like I wasn't in any that those one one of those cities long enough yeah. to talk to one of them about it. Yeah. I could only get it from like other people explaining how it kind of was. Right. But it, yeah. And then we went to. Then Whitney's brother lives in London, and we oh, had a wow. day off, so she wanted to go to London. So yeah. we went to London, and uh, basically that he picked us up at the airport, and. Uh, they took my shit and I went into London by myself to go to all the museums, which was fucking mind blowing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I've never been to any of them. I've never been to any of them. And you got to understand that Europe has been collecting great art for like a thousand years, <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years longer <laughs> yeah. than American museums. Yeah. So the shit they have is so fucking crazy. It's the stuff you've been seeing on like mugs and mouse pads your whole life. It's paintings that are so famous. Yeah, and I so had no, old. I mean, I this sounds like kind of corny or whatever, but like I went to the first place I went is the Tate Museum in London. Uh-huh. And like I and I was in a hurry. I didn't have time to like look at what they had. I just I had like eight and the the cool thing is on Friday I was there on a Friday night. On Fridays the museums close at 9 p.m. and they're free. Cool. So I'm like, all right, I got about, I got there at three, I had six hours. Yeah. So I haul ass to the Tate, and I'm going as fast as I can, but I was rounding corners and seeing paintings that I had to copy in school that are so fucking famous. I didn't realize, like, honestly, I didn't realize until being in front of some of these paintings, these paintings were, like, my friends growing up. Or, like, my fa- like I, I learned so much from looking at them and copying them and shit, and just to turn, the, like, a random corner and have it be <laughs> sitting there was up, like... It was like, I wanted to like weep. It was did insane. you cry? I did. I cried did. in front of one of them. Which I one? I cried in front of a sergeant. A sergeant? A John Singer John, sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Which, what was it called? I don't remember what it's called. It's on the cover of a book. It's of these three like sisters. And okay. I had to, co- I copied it in school and I like copied yeah, the yeah, faces yeah. and the hands where I, you know, I didn't know it was going to be there. I turned the corner. I was just like, are you serious? <laughs> and like had to put my hand over my mouth. Yeah. Cause it's, fu- and so I go to the, the Tate had a bunch of crazy sergeants and all these Hockneys, and they have this. There's this painter named Turner, who's really, and they have just rooms of him. He's this famous British painter. What's his first name? It's funny how you only say. I only really learned Sergeant the last and Hockney. Names. I know the names. But Turner like, has like three names. It's like John uh, something, something yeah. Turner. But it's funny how you always call artists just by the last name. Yeah. Is that like a common thing? 
I think you just so. is shorthanded after well, a while. A lot of they have have like the have you know David Hockney. It's like a, there's a lot of Davids, but like you know Hockney. Yeah, you know Ho- Hockney Sergeant Turner, and there's only like one really famous Turner. Right, right. So like hit, they have rooms and rooms of him. Then I went to the Tate Modern, which what I realized going to these places, I wasn't super interested in seeing modern art. Uh-huh. I found I was less because you see modern art here. You can see modern art a lot of places. Yeah. Whereas like things that were made 500 years ago that I could see were like, that's where I was like, dude. Yeah. That's not just right around the corner from yeah. us. Yeah. So I kind of hauled, they had some good Sigmar Polks at the, at the uh, Tate Modern, but I hauled Astro there. And then I went to the, the National Gallery, which is kind of their like art Smithsonian. Uh-huh. That shit. Like the first room I went into, they had like Van Gogh sunflowers. No way. Like the fucking real one. In real life. Yeah. Dude, that's it's, crazy. It's just hanging there. That's and so crazy. And in the crazy. same room, they had... Now, uh, let me ask you this. A lot of these paintings that you saw, were they... The proportions, did they kind of meet what your expectations were? Like... This um, this Van Gogh will be this big, and then it turns out like oh, it's so tiny, the like the Mona Lisa. The sunflowers were about well. Van Gogh's actually easy to tell because of the size of his marks. You can mm. tell what kind of brush, how big the brush is. You can gauge, you can gauge how big the painting is. The Van Gogh size of the sunflowers wasn't surprising. Uh-huh. Uh, they had Cezanne's like water lilies, uh-huh. which that shit is huge. <laughs> And you it's, thought it would just be like... Well, I knew it was big, but it's it fill, it fills a whole wall. So when you stand in the middle of it, it's like you're surrounded by it. Whoa. Yeah. And that was pretty mind-blowing. Wow. They also had... The National Gallery had like an insane Rembrandt. They had like an insane like Van Dyke. They had a lot of this guy I really liked. Named the Rembrandts we saw at LACMA. Mm-hmm. What were those on a scale of like, wow, I can't believe this is here? One to ten... One is like, yeah, whatever. That, LACMA has like one really... LACMA and Norton Simon have a couple actually really famous Rembrandts, which uh-huh. it's shocking that they have them. Because they were like four or five at yeah. LACMA. Yeah, yeah, which is... The, I mean... Seems like are, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So they had some... They had a lot of Franz Halls, but I love that dude. But the the National Gallery, I, could, I only really killed like three or four floors because uh-huh. it was huge. I could have gone on forever. That place was so packed out. It was actually I was running out of time because I wanted to also go to the National Portrait Gallery, which is next. How door. did you? Did you just cab it from place no, to place? No, I walked. Oh, these are all within. Okay, I, I museum district. I took a cab from the airport to the Tate, uh-huh. and then uh, oh no, how did I get to the Tate? Oh no, they Whitney and her brother dropped me off in the cab uh-huh. and then went to his house, and then I walked to. The, they told me there was a boat from the Tate to the Tate Modern, but some guy told me the wrong entrance, so I ended up walking. From the Tate, thinking I was going to the Tate Modern, ended up at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> now, at that point, I was like, sweet, Buckingham Palace, that's dope. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I can see Big Ben from here. I'll go walk by that. Yeah. Because fucking A. Yeah, why not? Big Ben. So I walk by Big Ben. I'm like, that's dope. It's the most accurate clock in the world. Is that true? I, I think it was at some point. Maybe. So then I get in a cab to the Tate Modern. I get in a Or abort- I think that they would gauge... Whatever time time would be set off of Big Ben for All a long right. time or something like that. Maybe that that's makes sense. Yeah, it was something like that where I was like, "Whoa, Big Ben is like yeah. that legit of a clock." I get in a <laughs> cab to the Tate Modern. I get in a fight with the cab driver. Well, over what? I didn't have cash. Mm-hmm. Now he had a credit card machine in the cab, but apparently, apparently, being a cab driver in London is a cool job or an okay job. It's oh, not really? Like, it's not like hey, go fuck yourself. 
Yeah. And it's their prerogative whether they not they want to take cash or not. Some of the cabs don't have credit card machines. They're those cool black cars, right? Yeah. yeah. They're super clean and super comfy. He fucking flips out. He gets super pissed at me and starts ranting about how Americans never have cash. Wow. So then I'm like, all right, well, take me to an ATM. I'll get cash. My card doesn't work. Why? I forgot to tell my bank I was going to Europe. <laughs> you have to tell them? Well, they think it's fraud. All of a sudden, you, you know, one day you're, at, you're in Burbank using your ATM machine. Next day, you, you're, next day you're, it's in Norway. Yeah, or you're like, I need $100 in yeah. fucking London. They're like, er, er, er. So my card doesn't work. I tell him my card doesn't work. He's fucking flipping out on me, just shitting on Americans or whatever. And I'm, yeah. at this point, I'm getting a little pissed. I'm like, hey, asshole, you have a fucking credit card machine in here. If you don't take credit cards, get a cab without one. He's like, he's like it's my fucking choice. I'm like, I don't give a shit, man. Yeah. So finally, he's like, well, I'm going to, I have to. Uh, you said that? You're like, I don't give a shit. I was like, I don't give a shit, man. This is the only way I can pay you right now. Yeah. And so then I'm like, he's like, well, I have to have you pay this. And then I have to take it to my friend who has a credit to get the money. I'm like, dude, charge me an extra three bucks. Get me, let me fucking leave. So yeah. then he, I use my Amex. It works. And then I realize I'm like, okay, we have a problem with my, because I can't get cash out with my Amex. I'm like, this is a bit of a problem. I have to get to Whitney's brother's house via cab. I don't have any money. I have like 40 American dollars. There's no fucking exchange place. Right. I call, but then I call my bank and I'm like, luckily my bank was opening like five minutes after me and the cab driver are done yelling at oh, each You're other. like 12 hours ahead. Yeah, we're nine yeah. hours ahead. So yeah. I call my bank. I'm like, my car doesn't work. I'm in Europe. They're like, well, you didn't tell us you're going to Europe, Kevin. I have, a very so really, small, I have a very small bank. I was going to say, how small your bank is just a guy? You want to know what's <laughs> funny? My bank is so small, I called, and I got the operator, and the lady goes, hey, Kevin. She That's answered, so hey, funny. Kevin, because I think my number pops up as my account. It wasn't like call, my bank is very small. That's kind in a lot of ways. Oh, it was a million That's times. That's cool. Back. Oh, it. But when you're in fucking Europe and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot to call my bank. Let them. Yeah. That kind of sucks. It would. Oh, it would, no, it was perfect because I didn't want to be calling some random. Although, yeah, you're right. I had to wait till they were open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, imagine you know if it were like fuck. It doesn't you know for what? four hours. If I'd have called the number on the back of my card, it probably I could have had them you know take the the lock off too. I just called my bank. Maybe first. I've had that unable to work with chase mm -hmm. and they're a big bank they're like yeah we can't we it's what it already happened we already shut the car down Ugh. and you're like dude i'm i just got to north carolina yeah and i need fucking i gotta be able to get money out if i can't use a card for three days I, well next time you want to go to an atm call us and then let us know that you are about to use it and then we can like allow the transaction or whatever yeah. like this one time yeah and you got to prove you're you and i'm like this is insane i'm just going to take out like just as much money as i need for the next two days yeah. and then just sh keep the card shut down i'm like you're a huge bank you should be able to like hey i'm me yeah don't shut my card down yeah no i was i was getting kind of sketched out because like and being in europe my phone would die Literally, a full battery would last three hours. Mophie pack. Oh, yours broke. piece of shit. Yeah, yeah I remember. We're going to get into Mophie I was actually pack. using you as an example because someone was like, my Mophie pack doesn't work anymore. I'm like, Kevin Christie, same problem. I had, to, I, I had to jerry rig it every night to get it to charge where I would lean a glass on the cord to have it pushed down. Fuck that. Fuck you got to send it back, dude. You can't even. Oh, yeah. You can't return it at the, I, at the Apple store. You got to send it to Mophie. Oh, so I got to go to the fucking post office because Mophie sucks? Fuck you, Pretty Mophie. Pretty much. Yeah, you do. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what? I'm not going to return it. I'm just going to shit on him on Twitter as often as I can. Yeah. Do a video where you're lighting it on fire. Yeah. 
So then, uh, so I'm sorry. I'm literally like, I might have to call Whitney and have her take a cab from her brother's yeah. house. Mom, I'm tape. stuck at the museum. To pick me up. <laughs> My phone's dying. Luckily, I have her brother's <gasps> business card. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I could ask to use a phone. And call him and be like, I'm fucked. Yeah. But then I call my bank, so then I get cash. I take out way too much because I'm petrified at this point. I'm like, I need tons of cash. Yeah. I go to the I need Tate. $900 just for I don't that. really enjoy the Tate Modern because it's I'm a little stressed out from the cab driver experience. Uh-huh. So then I go, but then I, you know, I'm walking. I walk around. It's really nice. Then I go to the National Portrait Gallery, which is, again, chock full of fucking awesomeness. Just crazy, of rad course. art. Yeah. No, most, a lot of new shit. London was a banger. London was fucking rad. Because you can walk around. It's bi- it's a big city. It's big. It's big for walking. Like, you, I was fucking tired. It's like New York. It's yeah. big, but you can walk everywhere because there's you, shit everywhere. You can walk it, but, you know, I walked around for six hours, basically. And yeah. my legs were fucking exhausted by the time I was done. Right. But you just keep walking into interesting areas. I had no idea where I was going, so I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to take a cat. I'm just going to walk in any direction. Like, I ended up in the, the West End Theater District. Uh-huh. And, and, there's this cool thing where you can drink outside. Right. So the pubs, since the weather was kind of nice, pour out in the streets. Yeah, there'd be yeah. like a hundred people standing in the streets I've drinking heard that, beer, yeah. and they're all like France off is of like work. That too. They're all yeah, they all just like got off of work. Smart people hanging around, and it right. didn't feel like unsafe. I never felt unsafe in London mm-hmm. at all. I mean, I, there, I'm there's probably sketchy parts, but I didn't see any of them. It was just like mellow. I went and ate at some fucking noodle place. It was good. Yeah. And then at like nine o'clock at night, I cabbed it to Whitney's brother's house. Yeah. That dude was. And the super cab was cool. like, "We don't take cash." <laughs> like fuck. Yeah. Or cards, man. The thing you got to remember: in ATM machines. You take out a hundred bucks, but that's like a hundred and fit. That's almost two hundred pounds. Oh wow. Or no, no. That you take out a hundred pounds, it's almost two hundred bucks. Wow. Like you can you can rip through money. London is fucking pricey. Yeah, it's incredibly expensive from whatever. Luckily, I you know, luckily I was there to see art, and the museums are free. Yeah, but it that's that's so rad that the museums are free. It's cool. It's like DC. Yeah, I mean, you it was fucking so, walk in. It was so dope, dude. The art, I I realized a what's nice is I'm not afraid to travel anymore. Granted, I went to English speaking places. Yeah, but I realized like that's the reason I would like to travel is just to see the art that's out there because the stuff that's out there. I didn't realize what would happen to me standing in front of it. Right. Something like hap- like legit. I was like, it was like a feeling I don't get from yeah, other you stuff. You mean crying like a baby? Dude, I wanted feeling to like stand a in the museum and weep. You should have. I, sh- I did a little, Yeah, but I had other shit to see. I was in a hurry. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like, it's hard to run while you're crying. I forget. <laughs> you know, I spent a lot. Not, I mean, it makes it sound like I was like lonely and had a shitty family, which is not true. But like some of that art, those are like my friends. Like I right. fucking spent, I've spent a lot of my time staring at that stuff. Yeah. So to then be standing in front of it in real life to get to get up close to see how they did it. Yeah, it's like any other relationship with any other kind of art. It's like yeah. a movie you've seen a billion times and you meet the director. A mm-hmm. band that you've heard an album a million times and you meet the singer songwriter. It's like yeah, yeah. You're like you're a part of my life. Yeah. But then what sucks is all the artists are long dead. Yeah. I, I mean, I almost prefer that because they would just demystify it. Yeah, that's, that's true. Thing, especially the sergeants. What's mind-blowing about him is he paint. you could tell he paints fast. Mm-hmm. The guy could draw his fucking ass off. Right. And like, if he was like, oh, I just roughed this out. I'm like, no, man, <laughs> it's cool. Like, dude, they're so cool. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Oslo, we saw a band. After the show, there was a band Whitney Light called the 1975. They're from... Uh, they're from Manchester. Right, yeah. And we went and saw they're them. They're not bad. They're Yeah, they're, they're fun. You know what's interesting? Packed venue, probably 
thousand kids. Yeah. All on one level. The fucking security guards are so nice. They're handing out plastic cups of water to all like the first ten sections of people kids packed together because they don't want them to get dehydrated. Whereas in America, they just spray them with hoses when it's hot. Yeah, maybe. They were literally. <laughs> there's a guy, a humongous security guard with a Rolex, whose job it was to hand out. He was just handing out water to kids. The only at one point, someone got on someone's shoulders. He quietly just walked to the where the guy would see him. Quickly, Wade was like, "Hey, no, no, no!" And the guy got off the shoulders. That was it. Yeah, and then he handed him a glass of water. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the, we watched that show for a little while and then left. Uh, then, yeah, then we went to London. Uh, London was rad. Uh, the, all the Heathrow, that airport's a fucking, it's huge. We yeah. went to the, I read the thing where we went to the wrong terminal. We didn't have a, you know, our road manager wasn't with us. We had to figure it out ourselves. We went <laughs> to the wrong terminal. Took 45 minutes to get to the right one because it's so huge. It involved wow. going down like 70 flights of stairs, walking, no shit, probably a half mile indoors, and then taking a train. Jesus. Heathrow must be the size of a city. Yeah. It must be no shit the size of Burbank. That's it was fucking crazy. insanely big. Then we went to, fuck, I don't maybe Copenhagen. But that was, I already talked about that. Then we went to the next real place was Belgium. Belgium was probably the worst crowd. Because they're they're more European, so I think the English thing is less. I noticed there's way less English signage right. around there. We were in a place called. Fuck man, I don't remember. That's a weird name. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look it up. I have my tour booklet. Your tour? Oh, they have a. Oh, Antwerp. <laughs> oh, Antwerp. Yeah, we were in one Ant- of the most fa- outside of Brussels, the most yeah, famous the city. Second, in it's the yeah. second biggest city. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So we were in Antwerp, <laughs> Belgium. Oh, the thing that fucking Antwerp has? We went to this cathedral. That, that, that city was like kind of uptight. And afterwards, the dude, the guy, our guy Tom, who Let was like... Did you see that booklet? Tom, who was our Belgium tour guide, was like, he kind of got us the venue and stuff. He was like, oh, in Belgium, we're, they're very good listeners. And at the end, they give you the roses with the applause. And I was like, they shouldn't have stand-up. That's not what stand-up is. They give you roses? He's like, they give you the roses with applause. She looks really good in this picture. Yeah, it's a good picture of her. But um, Belgium, we went to the... So the, before we left, there was like an aquarium and a cathedral. We go to this fucking cathedral that's, again, a thousand years old. And it apparently took 200 years to build. Like 200? Goes, what was it he, called? I don't remember. Jesus. So they build it. He goes, yeah, they built it, and then they wanted to have a second tower like the first one, but it was taking too long, so they just finished it. But it took 200 years to build this cathedral. That is insane. I wonder with today's technology, they're like, oh, we could do that in a month. Yeah. Like if it, it can, they just put it right up. But then what Belgium, what Antwerp has is it's where fucking Rubens lived. Uh-huh. Peter Paul Rubens. Yeah. And I'm walking in this cathedral... <laughs> I'm just looking around, and if I'm just like, oh, this this cathedral's mind blowing. There's mind blowing art, and then mm. I roll up on this one Rubens triptych, which is three panels on hinges just hanging, and I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I've seen this thing in books since I was like 18, yeah. and I'm like, that Rubens crazy. It's not one of my favorites. I love it. I love Rubens a lot. I keep walking. I come up on a fucking another one. This Rubens, I literally had to do a copy of for a book cover. Yeah. Where the guy was like, he wants you to use this composition, but change all the people. So it's Christ being, it's Christ ascending. They're putting, it's they're basically lifting him up on the cross to die. Yeah. And they're like, they want you to change Christ to the author. So I, it's fucking just sitting there. I had to base not trace it, but redraw it for like d- weeks. Wow. And it's just, it's huge. 
and mind blowing. Yeah. And I stand in front. Whitney and the guy go off some other direction. I stand in front of it. They're for all no boring sh- art. And you're like, oh, holy yeah. shit! I stood in front of it for no shit twenty minutes. Yeah. I can't even. I walk. They, finally, Whitney and Tom come up, and 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 I'm like, Whitney's like, you all right? I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm like, this painting is insanity. Yeah. And the Tom's like, are you going to cry? And I go, dude, maybe. Watch. I go, I didn't fucking grow up here, bro. Yeah. And apparent. And then you, we, as we're leaving, we you, we got to drive by drive by Ruben's house, which is right. You could. That's a museum too. It wasn't open. But like he lived right there. Yeah, that's what's insane. Like these dudes, like Rubens is like goes on the Mount Rushmore of like fucking all time like famous painters, dudes. Uh-huh. He's insanity. What was his like style called? It's Renaissance style painting. Okay, it's you know looks like that style of that time period. But Rubens, Rubens is the one. He's most famously coined women as being Rubenesque, whereas basically. Thick women. He thick, was obsessed curvy with curvy B-dubs. Yeah, he was obsessed <laughs> with thick girls. Yeah, that's Ruben. Someone is Ruben. My new favorite artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Paul Rubens. That's how famous that dude is. Yeah, and he's. I love. I love him because you can always tell Rubens, but people have these really bulbous calves. Right. He just liked round shit. Yeah, yeah. And, but as a painter, the guy's mind blowing. And so, like that, th- that was the most stunning piece of religious art I've ever seen. It was fucking. Great, and it's huge, and just in a church, just kicking it. That's just like a public church. So funny, and it's not called the Rubens Church or anything. Yeah, he just made it for that church. That was insane, insane to me. Starbucks right near it, which was great, of course, with yeah. the Rubens hanging in like the <laughs> yeah, for real in the like, bathroom. I been oh, we put this small Rubens, yeah, in the Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that so that belt. Then we went. Then from there we went to uh, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I looked in the tour book. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we went to Amsterdam. We did. We had that was our only day off. Oh, there's no shows in Amsterdam. No, we had, but our, we got there and that was a day off. Oh uh, well, London was a day off too. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. <clears throat> so we get to Amsterdam. Oh, but no, you didn't do a show in London. We didn't the next do a show day. in London. So you had a day off there. in a city where you were doing a show. We were supposed to have a day off in Copenhagen. But and you just went to London. But, you know, Whitney doesn't see, get to see your brother. Yeah, of course. Yeah, in London, it's just going to be better. It was an yeah. hour flight, yeah. yeah. So um, we go to uh, Amsterdam. We definitely go to the red light district. Yeah, you can have Or no, to. I arrive and I haul ass to the Reich Museum. <laughs> right. Which is not far from my hotel. The Reich Museum has... What is it? The Reich or Reich? Reich. It's R-I-J-K. Like apparently. Third Reich? Yeah, apparently okay. that's how you pronounce it. Right. Oh, no, you spell Third Reich like R-E-I-C-H-E, I believe. R-E-I-C-H. But this was called the Reich Museum. Yeah. They have some fucking bangers. What do they have? A sh- they have a bunch of Rembrandts. Okay. Because he apparently was... How in- many fucking paintings did Rembrandt... A lot. ...make? Tons. I hundreds. mean, d- like, give it a, an I mean, Van Gogh made like 5,000. See, that's crazy. Rembrandt made less, but his took a ton of time. But the thing is, all of them are famous because here's a. I am of the opinion that as far as just painting of painters of people, Rembrandt may be the best. Yeah, because his paintings look like they're breathing. Because he yeah, they look like pictures. He looked like not even just like the photographs sense of pictures. Photo them being hyper realistic. He laid the smallest pieces of paint on top of each other, which is how basically... Some of them look like they're ju- they're looking at you, yeah. looking back at you, and uh-huh. judging you. Exactly. Because they're, they're always like kind of straight-faced. And I had you're a like, teacher, Bob Cotto, who said, Franz Halls makes you want to paint, Rembrandt makes you want to quit. Yeah, yeah. Because he just... He made them, it seems like, slower, and he did... 
he the way he painted every layer was transparent, which is how light and skin work. So they feel realer. Yeah. They're mind, even the simplest Rembrandt is fucking crazy. Yeah. They're mind blowing. So that was you know that's the biggest crowds were around. I got there kind of late. I got there at like four, and they were like the museum closes at, or three thirty. Lady was like, we close at five. Go straight to the second floor. And I was like, work. That's what they told you? Yeah, she was like, go to the second floor first. I was like, no problem. Okay. So I haul out to the second floor to see all the Rembrandts. There's a huge crowd in front of this huge one. Mm. He does. He didn't make a lot of really big paintings, but he made one called Night Watch, which has like 20 people in it. Whoa. It's insane. There's like a class being taught in front of it. I can't even really get a good picture. <laughs> being taught in yeah. front of it. I mean, you have to understand. It has its own gift shop, like right in front the, of it. A lot of the reasons they had to invent abstract painting is because as far as figurative painting, it was done. Yeah. These dudes mastered it. They right. were done. It was like, you're not beating these guys. Because the right. nature of art education had changed and the amount of time that was acceptable to have made a painting. These paintings took a year. No one's spending a year making shit anymore because you weren't getting commissioned. It's different. Right. So... But yeah, there was like, and then but then I didn't know this, but so I, I look at the Rembrandts, sort of crowded. I go to the next room. There was like all there was like four or five Vermeers, uh-huh. like the famous ones. Again, this is a shit on for mouse pads. This Which is ones like, are? Hold on, let me look this up. There's just, like a girl in a yellow, a, a big yellow coat. There's like uh, it, there's and those were interesting because they were tiny. How do you spell his name? V e r m e e r. If you Google image him, the one I saw is the second one that pops up. V e r m e e r. Vermeer. See, Johan. Johan. Johan Vermeer. Yeah. The girl with the blue. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson looking chick. That literally <laughs> that I fucking saw that shit. Let me see that your Google image. Wow. That? Oh, no, that's the girl with the pearl earring. That I didn't see. I saw this? that one. Okay, that. what's that one called? I don't know. It's always like ladies standing near a window. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. I saw that one. Lady pouring milk lady out of a jug. Pouring, yeah, lady <laughs> pouring water out of jug. These uh, are cool. They're amazing, and they're tiny. And he is interesting because they think he invented a camera. What? They think he invented what's called a camera obscura. Because what's weird about oh, yeah. his paintings is his paintings look to the eye in this. The, he paints them in the same way a camera sees stuff. Whereas, yeah. like, the stuff far away is blurry. He paints it like it's blurry as opposed to, you know, he would make them look like photos almost. It was like right, he was yeah, yeah. copying from a photo. And they think he invented a camera obscura, which is this weird shit with some mirrors and glass. Right, yeah. To where he could see the image and then copy it. And, and then be, he would copy that. He'd be co- yeah, he'd be copying from that whatever. It's funny because now it's like, no, no, dude, you invented a camera. I don't like, know if they're what, just using it for the to paint better. I don't <laughs> know what camera in, existed before that, but I don't know if it was he projected the painting. He was able to project Crazy. on the canvas, but those were tiny, and again, a huge crowd around them. Yeah, you almost in a weird way. The problem I noticed in those museums when you see something that famous, a lot of times you're in such a hurry to make sure you get a picture of it. You forget to just stand in front of it. Yeah, and take it in. And take it in. And it's crowded. You kind of, There's kind of like an amount of time that's acceptable, whereas I think I deserve way more time than the other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I'm taking it into a far more uh, 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 special degree. And camera Obscura is considered the camera that led to photography and the at what we know now as the camera, apparently. Right. Yeah, they think he may have invented a primitive version of it. Crazy. Yeah, so those were insane. I wish I had. They're more. also a uh, Scottish indie rock band. I meant to say earlier. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, they're not bad. That's a cool name. I would have liked to have had a little more time to stand in front of those. Right. But I wanted to see the rest of the museum. 
That museum had a lot of really good shit. They had Van Goghs there. The, in that city, they have a Van Gogh museum. So that was... The, For just his shit. He, dude made thousands of paintings. Wow. But they had some really good ones in that museum. So that's I went to that museum that day, and then I went back and then met up with Whitney and Russ, and we went to the Red Light Russ district. is everywhere. Oh, he would hang out with us. He was like your tour guide. Like no, he the... took us throughout the whole tour. Oh. Yeah. He traveled with us. We would have, we're not, we would have fucked it up. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Just like getting, he'd, you know, he'd been to all the airports. He knew how all of them worked. So you hired him for this. No, guys. I think that's his deal. He's a, he's like a tour manager and he kind of or helps organize these tours and then goes, you know, takes you oh, around. Oh, I get it. Yeah. So then we went to the red light district. Uh-huh. Now, how, compared to the stories you hear where you're literally walking down the street and there's just like hookers and windows, how close to the stories that you hear is it? You're literally walking down the street and and there's there's hookers hookers and windows. windows. Okay, sweet. Because, and what's (laughs) interesting about it is it's a very touristy area, but it's not just hooker touristy. Mm -hmm. There's lots of other shit because, again, you're by a beautiful 2,000-year-old canal or some shit and some other beautiful 2,000-year-old shit that you want to see and is interesting. So what I found strange just was how there'd be a... And the, the, the way they, reason they call it red light is there are these glass doors with right. a red light above them, and that's how you know where the hookers are. Yes. So, but like 50 feet away from one of the red door hookers was just like a very quaint small waffle stand right. or like a frozen yogurt place. It wasn't like it was all... And it's not all pushed onto like one or two blocks. There's like a there's like probably a ten probably I'd say a just six, kind of spread out a six block radius where like just on one half of the block there'd be hookers and uh-huh. then like you're walk like the main canal strip there'd be like hotels and restaurants and normal shops and then two hookers hooker, on that yeah. corner and then a weed shop and then a sex show mm-hmm. it was just like peppered <laughs> in and amongst itself the yeah that's the way it should be. Yeah, I guess. It's better than having... If it's all in its own area, then it kind of probably lends itself to more seedy activity. And yeah, it was only certain types of people would go there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's like, you know, we ate at a restaurant that was like two blocks from where all the hookers are. And it was a very, right. it was a nice restaurant that was in another block from like a Rolex store. Right. Yeah. And no one's acting weird. It's just like, yeah, no, that's just a it, part of life. Thing. It's not weird at all. Yeah. Most of the people there are there to just look at the hookers. Right. Not even have sex with them. Yeah, I found out how much it costs. It's not a lot, and <laughs> well, okay, yeah. I, I almost con- got one. I didn't. Uh, okay, I'll explain to you how that worked. Yeah. So we, the first time I went to Red Light District, it was me, Whitney. And I'll Russ. say this right now: I would absolutely, if I was in Amsterdam, get at least three. <laughs> You'd have to do it. I mean, well, I I, I don't know about three. That's exaggeration. I thought of doing, but it. I would totally, most likely, get one. Here's the. It's a little bit of it's a it's a bummer. Yeah. They're all they all seemed Eastern European. Yeah. Like Russian y. So you have a sense Cigarette of Cigarette like, burns, that kind of sad shit. They weren't they were all in great shape for the most part. <laughs> right. They're probably young. A lot of them seemed young. Yeah. As far as the their vibe, it seemed sort of bummery. Mm-hmm. Apparently the way it works is they have to pay a twenty percent prostitution premium to like the state. Right. Uh, which guarantees, like, you know, the safety, it, it, whatever. Testing and all that Stuff crap. like that, yeah. yeah. Then you have about 60% income tax in Amsterdam. In wow. Netherlands. So they're clearing 20% off the top. Now, I asked Court McCowan how much a prostitute costs in Amsterdam. He'd been there and spent, like, a, more than a week there. He said it's 50 euro. 
which is like seventy five bucks. Jesus, that's which means it? these ladies are getting fifteen bucks. They're taking home fifteen bucks to fuck a dude. Right. I don't think that's accurate. I think it's got to be a hundred to two hundred euro. Because maybe yeah. What in God's name is any? And by the way, Amsterdam. But you got to think like the more profession like that becomes just common, the less of a premium there is on it. You know? Yeah. I mean, and they're probably you got to think all like a lot of things are taken care of. Yeah. Like you have a place to work, you know, testing, healthcare, and all this stuff. Right. It's like, and you're not like living in. You're not hiding your income. You're not. You know. It's, it's not a special thing. It's still a really expensive city. I mean, yeah, I mean shit probably. there is really... Europe's expensive. Yeah. It's really expensive. So even if it's 100 euro or 200 euro, and the fact that it's a... Well, but compared to us, though, too, because our dollar's worth yeah. shit compared to a lot of theirs. It was better than I thought, though. Like, in I thought it was going to be double. Even in London, like, a pound... It used to be, like, double, whereas, like, a buck was worth 50 cents. Yeah, like, now three it's or like four a buck years 40. ago. Like, like, the depths of the recession, it was really... Like, yep. Londoners and shit were coming over here just throwing money at things. Oh, They're European, buying any, anything. European tourists our European watch collectors take trips to America to buy watches. Yeah, yeah. Because they're saving so much and money. And houses and clothing. Yeah. And this Clo- is like, yeah. we're, America is basically London's like outlet mall. Yeah, basically. You know? Yeah. They come here and like, we'll take it. But I exchanged 40 euro at an airport and got 46 bucks. So okay. it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So we went to the red light. That was like the first time we went to the red light district. Uh, and then we ate. It is a bummer. I, 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 I probably would do it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have sex with one, but I'd definitely, like, you know, mess around a little. Yeah. But also, the fact that it's not illegal, I bet you they'd get a lot more clients. So they're Oh, sure, yeah. A ton of them. They probably got, like, the morning rush, the afternoon, the nooner yeah. guys. Well, the next day, I get up early because there's two museums I want to go to. Uh-huh. I go to this other one. I literally can't pronounce the name. It's like real kick. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's... Sounds a, like it's like a word in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> that place uh, has a lot of modern shit. Yeah. Turned out... I, there was like some dope shit there. Oh, I, you know, I forgot one of the greatest things I saw in London was all the Lucian Freuds. So good. Huh. Fucking insane. So um, I go to that museum at that place. That was more modern, but it was really good modern shit. Like huge, huge. They had a, uh, there's a woman named Marlene Dumas or Dumas. They had a huge show of her. That was really good. Had a banger of a gift shop. Great gift shops. Of these. What'd museums. you got? I got, uh, oh, in Belgium, I forgot I got a chocolate cell phone. <laughs> that's cool <laughs> yeah. I wanted to, I was trying to buy scarves for my friend who housed it for me another friend of mine but it turned out to be towels I didn't get do you know what they had they had the raddest books but I couldn't buy books I didn't want to pack them yeah that's too much but I'm going to go back shit. to that museum's gift shop and buy some of the books and have them shipped uh, order them online yeah yeah but um, that museum was rad it was good to see some modern shit all in one place it made me kind of into, like appreciate it because it was all in one place uh-huh. they had some good Marguerite's or not Marguerite but uh, this dude Hold on. Uh, Mondrian. They had a lot yeah. of Mondrian there, and, and Marlene Dumas was rad. Uh, and, then, but, and then on the way there, it was next to the Van Gogh Museum. And I was, I was walking by, and there was kind of a line in front of the Van Gogh Museum, so I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm not waiting in line. That's the morning rush of old people. I'll go to this other museum, and I'll come back. When I come back, I, get, I go in the first museum. It opened at 10. I'm out of it by like 11. Right. 11.30. I walk by. There's probably, I'm not exaggerating, 200 people. 300. Wow. It's pouring rain. Yeah. 300 people with umbrellas waiting to get into the Van Gogh Museum. That's crazy. It's not even like tourist season there, is it? I don't know. Well, my friend Ed. Imagine the summer. 
Ed Templeton kind of gave me like he's been to all these places. Of course, so he gave me a breakdown like make sure you see this, and he was literally like, "Don't get sucked into the tourist trap that is the Van Gogh Museum." Right. I mean, these people were waiting in line, and I heard a guy was like, "It's a four to five minute wait to get in," and I was like, "You look, I like Van Gogh a lot." Fuck that noise. Yeah. So I didn't go, and Whitney and I decided to get Russ a gift for helping us around. Cowboy hat. <laughs> Spurs. His sneakers, like Saddle. the heel of his okay. sneakers, had blown out. So I was like, "Let's get Russ shoes, like fucking super cool ones, right?" No, I mean just new sneakers. Yeah. And Russ is like, he's a Long Beach guy, so he's covered in tattoos, wears all black, sweet all the time. So I was like, "I got this." Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I got, all I gotta yeah. do is find black sneakers with a white sole, and we're good. Yeah. So I go, and I, we'd seen sneakers at this stop. This sh- there's a company called Pata P A T T A that has yeah. stores here too. And we had seen, I'd seen shoes there in the red light desert. So I was like, I'll go back. Whitney was getting sick, so she was at the hotel. And so I go, uh, I go back. They don't have his size. He's a fucking eleven. You got him a hooker. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so then I'm like, fuck. And now I had gotten, I I didn't catch a cab. I had, I wasn't able to catch a cab. I'd walked because you're like, no more cabs. Fuck this. Well, it was ra- they're gonna yell at me. I was kind of like, dude, it wasn't raining super hard. I had an umbrella and I have a decent waterproof jacket. So I was like, let's try to walk to the red light district, which yeah. is far. There was, someone was like, it's about a 40-minute walk. I was like, let's do this. I get insane. I get super lost. Yeah. But eventually I find you it. You have your like Google like maps? If I turned on Google Maps, my phone would have died in 35 seconds. Oh, yeah. You didn't have any battery. It would, it would die super. If I, it, I tried to use it, and like once I started telling me the route, it would be like, start now. It would die super fast. Yeah. So I would just kind of ask people, and the problem is they would tell you in street news, like, oh, go to the Coxflatchen, and then you're yeah. on, then, then turn it Skirtgartenfer, and you won't miss because you'll be right in Flauschten Square. And you're yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, totally. You're like, I'm just going to stay here yes yeah, so i don't want to go walk, anywhere now. i would just walk a block and ask someone else yeah so it took me forever to get to the red light district but i kind of gone through an area to get there that had a lot of shops right so i was like i'll go i'll try to find that area again yeah. i get lost again but i get to walk by the hookers again <laughs> so at one point the temptations I, building i am walking by I, I, and, and this? this is noon it's noon. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, day shift hose. Yeah. So, and there's way less. But I walk by one. I, I walk, I'm like, oh, that girl's cute. And I stop. I'm like, I, I literally stop my tracks. I'm like, how many euros do you have on you right now? <laughs> I have about 60 euro. I'm like, dude, you should have done it. I'm like, there's no way they're that cheap. Yes. And I will. F- and it's still a bummer. <laughs> but I'm like, that girl was legitimately cute. Like yeah. the kind of cute you'd hit on under any circumstances. Sure, yeah. Young, probably in her twenties. Yeah. I was like, this, and you know what I noticed? It, every guy I saw go in was a old, a gross old dude. Right. I think in a weird way, that's the main clientele. Look, it, it might be, it might be like on my way to work, on my way out of work, my yeah. you know, not and not in a happy marriage, and then just like go in to get a blowjob every once in a yeah, while. Like I, it could just be. I said that, that kind someone, of thing. Court, court was, uh, or not court. Someone else was like, it's, "It's old dudes and like young guys who like tourists who literally come to Amsterdam." Yeah, the fuck. Yeah, like French kids. Yeah, like, like, ha, 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 we're gonna go to Amsterdam and get a hooker. Yeah, everyone yeah. there doesn't like the French. They think they're assholes. Right. Because the French, throughout you know Belgium and all these places, everyone learns all these languages. They speak German. They speak Dutch. They yeah. speak fucking English. And the French are like, "We're not learning shit." They literally are like, "We're not yeah. learning shit." And they say, like, you know what? Americans, you don't know how to speak shit either, but at least you're apologetic. 
Right, right, right. Whereas, like, the French walk around being like, why don't you speak French? Or they'll only speak French. And they're kind of dicks about it. Right. Whereas the Scandinavians are super nice. And they're kind of like, I think they're in a weird way, like, Jews to flex the fact that they can speak whatever you're speaking. They're kind of proud of it. Cause it's, well, it's, yeah, it's a cool thing. It is super, it makes it super do. easy and mellow to travel there. Because you're just like, it's easy. You can just People also anyone. who speak more than one language are on average more intelligent. Usually, yeah. especially when you learn at a younger age, your brain is just works in a different way. The fact that you could literally do stand up in three languages at the same time on stage and they'd be like, bring it, is impressive shit. Yeah. And I think it makes You'd them. You'd be overnight famous. Really, in they're Belgium. really nice to tourists. Because they're just like, hey, what? Hey, what do you need? I can help you because I'm so fucking smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I walked through the hookers again. I went to some shop, huge shopping area that was like outdoor, like, you know, again, one of these beautiful squares. But there, like, there, because there's all these canals, like, the streets are narrow. Right. At least where I was, kind of red light and then red light adjacent. I don't know which direction. A lot of biking. Okay, I'll get, here's what you, here's what you <laughs> would love about Amsterdam more than anything. I already know, yeah. There's not a bike lane. It's a fucking its own street. Yeah. It's it's literally recessed. There's the sidewalk, it goes down 2 inches, and then there's the bike street. You hear that America? <laughs> and sign up for the future. Although I will say <laughs> it's super dangerous because they have the right of way. Who? And you the bikes. Oh yeah. So you if you're not care- Whitney almost got hit by a bike a million times. And the end, they allowed mop- mopeds can travel in that lane. Uh-huh. And they're hauling ass. Right. So every time you go hop onto a curb, you have to remember that the bike lane comes first and then you're on the sidewalk. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention, you get hit by bikes on the reg. Right. I, I mean, I said this all the time. I, was, I, I called Amsterdam just wives on bikes because there were so many cute girls, uh, just hot women on bikes yeah. all the time. It's insanity. Yeah, it's how they fucking travel. It's literally, it is. Yeah. It's insane. It's Everyone's a, it's on a bike. M- it's a mode of transportation. When it was pouring rain, it seemed like it was rough on a lot of them. Like sure. It's, but it's the level of biking is. I mean, you you go to like an area where there's like a a little square and there's just five hundred bikes. Yeah, the way it should be. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, it, it really, honestly, it really is the way it should be. Yeah, I mean, it works. It works perfectly for them. Yeah, and it makes actually more sense for a, a city like LA because of the climate. It's right. never raining, but I mean they've. Th- it would take so much money to build these dedicated bike lanes because they're. Not, well, I don't mean that whole. They're thing. not in the street. They're not in the street. They're not. They're on the other side of the cars. Yeah, but they have these very wide sidewalks. But like in areas where the streets are narrow, you as a as a pedestrian hug the buildings because bikes are in the middle. Yeah, so you're kind of everyone has these little bells. Or little horns. Right. And when you hear one, that means you're in the way of yeah. bikes. Get out of the way. Yeah. And you get out of the way. There's no like, oh, what? I'm walking. Like, bikes have the right of way yeah. in Amsterdam, which you would fucking love. And it's just all hot girls on bikes. That's awesome. It is insane. I mean, it was pandemonium. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. You go there because you're like, oh, red light hookers. But there's so many attractive people around, period. That you're like, oh, I would rather just go... Talk it's to like, the cutest girl I've ever seen on a bike. Oh, wait, there's another one. Wait 10 seconds. Here she comes again. Wait, that's a different yeah. one. There's a group of them. Yeah. Yeah. So then I walked. I f- ended up, I couldn't get those shoes in 11, so I walked to this the van store of Amsterdam. Of course. Which is the same as every van store I've wear. And Was I got, it called Vansterdam? <laughs> <laughs> I got him a pair of leather, because he, you know, lives in uh, Stockholm. I got him leather and suede low-top vans. Fuck Yeah. They were a hundred euro, 
which was 126 American dollars. Yeah. Uh, he was very touched. Really? By them. He wore them immediately. <laughs> yeah. Because um, his old shoes, literally the heel had blown out, so like water was getting in. <laughs> right. And then, but that by that time, I was fucking exhausted and tired of walking. And it, it, rain wasn't so bad. It was the wind. It was really windy, so your umbrella would flip upside down. Yeah. Which I'd never had to deal with that. A, a, a very nice young lady in Amsterdamese uh, helped me flip <laughs> it over. Yeah. A Dutch uh, person? A Dutch person. Yeah. No, that's the Netherlands. I don't even know. What Wait, no, no, no. It's not. Du- it's uh, What do you call them? They may be Dutch. Or Norwegian? Isn't it no, like... Norway. No, 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 not no. I'm confusing all these. We've talked about so many. There is a. Um, oh, by the way, I didn't know what country I maybe was. Maybe it is Dutch. Dutch. Because the Netherlands is considered a, bu- a few different areas, right? Yeah, Isn't that the way it works? I believe so. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not kidding. Whitney, she was making fun of She's like, I finally found the blind spot of your intelligence. As far as geography goes, I, I didn't know where the fuck I was almost every day. I'd be like, I know what's. I'm like, we're in Antwerp. What country is that in? I didn't right. know a lot of the time. Right. It was very confusing to me. I've never had any need to learn European geography. I didn't know whether we were north or south of where we just were. All I knew is it's an hour plane flight. I've been to the airport. Like, it, I was confused. And every time I thought in the Amsterdam, I'd be like, oh, I, I kind of remember which way I came to get back to the hotel. I would turn my phone on to Google Map it. I'd been walking the wrong way for four Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no sense of direction. But, like, there's all these cool canals and all the streets. The houses, some of the houses are legit crooked. I don't know why. Because uh, they were built a thousand years ago. Oh, as fuck. Yeah. The showers suck <laughs> right. in the hotels. Um, but yeah, there's all, everything's very cute. I found like the most, the, the most adorable little restaurant because I was tired of walking the rain. I was hungry. Mm-hmm. And I went into the, maybe the cutest restaurant I've ever seen in my life. And it's just like hidden in this cobblestone alley that's just like, it's like movie set shit. It's just like the most adorable thing. But yeah, I thought what, of you and Anthony. What Amsterdam. kind of food? It was like I got I I think I had a chorizo sandwich. There's not I didn't get a sense of what was considered Amsterdam centric food. They yeah. have so because a lot these cities I'll say this about London and Amsterdam. They were the most of what I would say is an actual integrated city. Now Amsterdam was mostly white people. London though had all the ethnicities we have here but they actually hang out together and interact whereas America's mm. pretty segregated. Yeah, LA well, is the, too. Yeah, it depends on the city. Yeah, but like LA is pretty segregated. You know how in LA you can kind of tell like everyone who works at the airport is black. Like it wasn't that thing where like certain ethnicities seem to have certain jobs. It's not like that at all. Uh-huh. It's just completely mixed. Every, there's no there's no there's nothing any particular race does that like other races don't. Everyone sort of does the same shit. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of white people, but like it was the most actual intermixed city I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Amsterdam was a little more like that too so a lot of the restaurants weren't like hey come eat Dutch food it was like there's a Thai place right there it's an Indian place right there steak restaurant like it's all pretty like anywhere else right but it's you know I think they kind of like that They, I don't know Dutch food I don't know again it's fish smoked fish herring that's like not the rat not like the stuff you'd be super fired up to eat necessarily right but but all uh, waffles you know like little Little small shops. Oh, yeah. Did make. you have a Belgian waffle at any point? I did. Yeah. I just like a small one. You just go buy it. I bought it because I was walking and hungry. Off the hottest girl in the world. The girl that worked <laughs> at the waffle store, I was like, listen, lady. Yeah. I You're an 11 out of 10. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I wanted to be like, do you want to live in America? Yeah, because I will marry you effective immediately. For reals. <laughs> For reals. Just like working at a waffle place, <laughs> yeah. selling delicious waffles. 
All six foot six of her. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hourglass figure. That night, that was the best show, hands down. Amsterdam? Yeah. This place called... I can see that. There's a club called Boom Chicago. It's more of a venue. It's not really a club because it's, it's 350-seater. Uh-huh. It was sold out. They were the most fun by far. Like, that was the, you know, the, the show we both did the best at. Yeah. And that was so, our last I mean, show. out of all the shows, were there sets where you were like, I'm kind of struggling here. This, this language gap. Belgium. Just that one. Belgium. I mean, I was always struggling initially because I would have to kind of find their level. Sure. So, yeah. like, the first two, three minutes was always a little bit of like, hi, I exist. I'm here. Yeah. And then you have to, you had to realize within, I had to realize within my jokes, like, what I had to explain versus what I could just say here in America. Yeah. So I couldn't say, like, I was in Minnesota or I was in this place or Wisconsin. I had to say, like, I was in a part of my country. You had to do that a lot. Like, in America, we this. Like, yeah. you know, I, that was. Just a little more setup. Just a little more setup. Yeah. That's what it is. A little more setup and you have to talk a little slower. Right. Just for them to get the joke. Yeah, which they're not going to mind because they no. really actually do want to know the information. Yeah. But they also do this thing, especially in Scandinavia, where you'd get about an, a normal-sized laugh, a good normal-sized laugh, then there'd be a slight pause and then an applause break after the fact. Yeah, they watch... I've, from what I've understood about like comedy in Europe, um, especially in like places like London, they treat comedy more of like a theater performance. Yeah. So people do like shows. You'll have like your new one man show type right. thing. Where, but it, you know, it's stand up. So they watch stand up like that. Like it's a theater event. Some shows have intermissions. Yeah. They ask and, us, is there an intermission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, they so they, yeah, they'll applaud at certain moments because they're watching a performance versus like fucking American crowds are like, let's go see the skits at yeah. the comedy place. Like they don't even know the terminology. It was applause you know? like almost the end of a song where they're like, that was the end of your bit that we yeah, liked. Yeah, yeah. Here's some applause. You'd have to stand there and like respectfully. Which is fucking cool. It was. Because you're cool. like, oh, you're appreciating the bit I just did. Yeah. They were like appreciating like, oh, good, good. Yeah. Angle. But like, that's what I think was interesting about watching how they responded to Whitney doing crowd work is they weren't ready for that at all. Right. So they were like, a little, not shocked in a bad way. They were just like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, she's just talking to us. Yeah. She's like, making fun deal? of us. Like, yeah. where do you go to school? What do you major in? And like making fun of them. They right. were just like, what? This is crazy. So that's like, you could see them really. That's where you saw them kind of like almost come out of their shell. Uh-huh. Whereas other than that, it was like polite. Yeah. That's cool. But Amsterdam was the most kind of raucous because they're, you know, a little more of a party city by those, by that standard. Yeah. It was rad. I mean... And that's it. That was the last city. That was the last city, and then I was fucking stoked to be home. At what point were you like, in the trip, were you like, I'm ready to be back home? Because uh, you were gone 10 days. Amps- as soon as I got to Amsterdam, I was like, all right, I'd like to go home. So please. day eight. Yeah, we were just sort of tired. Yeah, because it is a lot. It's not like you're on a European vacation, because you're, um, every day you're flying somewhere, and then you're yeah. working at night. Yeah. You only have a few hours to do shit, so you you're never like, oh, today was a day of rest, and then tomorrow yeah. we can do whatever we please. You and know? also, even on the day off in Amsterdam, I wanted to see the museum stuff, so I was basically rushing around. Yeah, yeah. But by that point, I was like, let's get this show done and go to sleep, so I can try to be in America tomorrow. Right. Luckily, I had you uh, slept the whole way back. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, Whitney was nice enough to instead of <laughs> instead of her flying first class and me flying coach, she evened out the difference. So I got what's known as international business, oh, okay. which is the plane. International planes are huge. It was one of those planes with like a second level, 
Yeah, where the first class you get like a bed. I could lay. I laid down. Yeah, that's great. Food. I took a sleeping pill. It was bonkers. Awesome. Slept like six hours. Also like three meals. Yeah. It was legit. On the way there, you flew coach. No, on the way there, I flew the same. Oh, so she did it for the for yeah, but both. she didn't come back with me. She had to go to New York for something else. Uh-huh. So I flew back by myself. But on the way, right. yeah, on the way there, we had sat next to each other at the same same level of luxury. Which yeah. that flight would be. It's funny because I- even international business is like that's still amazing. Like the level of comfort you well, get. I don't even know that there's full first on first class on those. I didn't see what appeared to be a first class. They may that may be the. They don't nicest. let you if you don't have it. They don't let you even see it. No. <laughs> I don't know. That may be the best. International business may be, you know, because they're giving you a fuck. You can lay almost all the way down. That's amazing. Your own charger. Yeah. They give you this little bag in it that has a face mask. It has a, a mask. Free iPhone. No, no. <laughs> a toothbrush, a comb, toothpaste, and socks. Awesome. <laughs> there, where was it? Some Someone was flying in her. In her oh, yeah. Eliza was flying to like Afghanistan or some right. crazy, yeah, and she was on like Qatar Airlines or some shit. Their first class cabin has a shower. That's because it's the a. It flies the A three eighty. The uh, Whitney's brother told me he'd been on it too. Uh-huh. The A three eighty is a new Airbus plane. Yeah, that's the size of a house. Uh, yeah, it's, it's bigger two than stories. A house. Yeah, it's no, it's huge. T- two stories is just there's normal international planes are two stories. The Airbus 80 is even bigger than that, and there's a shower, and you can yeah. book. He, you get five minutes of hot water. Yeah, and you can book your time. He booked his like an hour before he landed. He's like, I did it just to say I did it. I was like, when can am I going to be able to take a shower on a plane? Yeah, absolutely, do that. Yeah, we'll, you don't get that out of America because Airbus is a French company. Right. So American airlines that you and I could get on aren't going to buy that plane. Yeah, because there's no, I mean, the longest you travel in domestic flights is like five hours, five and a half yeah. hours. No one's even going to be like, oh, yeah, I'll shell out the extra cash to take a shower. It's yeah. like, I'll fucking be there in yeah. five hours. Yeah. But like, dude, I mean, on the way back, it was almost an 11 hour flight, yeah. which in coach, that would have been a struggle. It would have been a nightmare. With a sleeping pill, but you're sitting straight upright. Ugh. You probably would have only polished off four hours. So then you got seven. And you can't get up and walk around. You're not really reclining. Whereas, like, where I was sitting was insanely comfy. Yeah, I would have had to have stayed up all night in yeah. order to sleep a lot. Because I'm 6'4". Your height would have sucked. In coach, dude. Like, I, by the end of a five, five and a half hour flight, my knee's starting to kind of, like, hurt a little yeah. bit. Just from being in that position. And a little bit, it's kind of pushed up against the seat in front That's of me. That's the thing, though. I mean... It starts to get to me. It's a West Coast problem, though, because... From fucking New York. Oh, it's five less hours, yeah. London's five hours, dude. Yeah. That ain't shit. So, like, going to Europe, but from... It's that... It's L.A. It's like... Japan's easier for us. <coughs> right. Yeah. But LA, but from, from L.A., it's it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. Yeah, it would suck. I don't know how much that plane ticket cost, but it was probably quite a bit. Yeah, it's probably... Yeah. I think it was like $7,000. Jesus. I mean, it wasn't... Uh, it wasn't Whitney's money, but it was a lot. Yeah. It was insanity. It's crazy. Yeah, but, but fuck I mean, it, you did it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I was. I, I could have probably like cashed it in, and took some money back. But I was glad to have it. I was worried that I wasn't going to get it on the way back because we weren't flying together. So I was like mentally preparing myself. Like, look, you're going to sit in coach. Look, you get to go home, but yeah. it's going to be ten hours of pure hell. Yeah, don't get mad at anybody. You had it's a not, good time. No one's fault. This is just the reality of you're our going lives. Home. <laughs> you're yeah. Forget about it. But dude, I was like, <laughs> when he t- he's like, oh no, 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 you have the same. I was like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the winner. I definitely looked at my ticket to make sure. I was like, oh thank God. 
But yeah. they do at the Amsterdam airport. They do this thing. Security. You don't go through security until you get to your gate. They have a mini security at each gate. So the X-ray machine is right before you go sit in front of your gate. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. They do it so much better over there. They have it. They do it better. They, they really better. fucking do. Yeah. They do. I mean, they're they're. I mean, to be fair, they've been societies hundreds of years longer. No, but I mean at the airports and all that stuff, yeah. which all that kind of happened at the same time, really. Yeah, but they're better at getting along with each other and people. You know. Yeah, there's so. I mean, it's like a bunch of nations mm-hmm. all fucking sandwiched in together. As where America is like, you know, we just have Canada and Mexico. Yeah. And to us, they're like, yeah. No, we're not forced to interact with other cultures in the same way. Yeah. And we're like the young, you know, rebellious country that was like, we're fucking escaping you, Europe. I kind of like that. It made me kind of appreciate that, that like as Americans, we can kind of do whatever. We're like, wow, fuck it. (laughs) I was explaining to someone, I'm like, the the arts district of L.A., the Culver City Art Gallery area, has been the art gallery area for seven whole years. (laughs) Right. Like They just said, no, let's put all the cool galleries here. Yeah. Like that's, you know, it doesn't happen like that other places. But yeah, now I'm super better than everybody because I've traveled Europe. <laughs> but I, t- I, I tweeted this. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to like yammer about my trip to Europe like everyone Well, does. because it was like you didn't really... If you spent a week in each of these cities, yeah. then you would really have like all these you know, stories and experiences. But like you had like half a day in every city. But also, I mean, the people I met and talked to, I met someone and talked to someone in every city, they're all, it's not super, you're not like, oh, you're so different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that too. They, I mean, for one, they all fucking speak English. How different can it be? Yeah. And you realize you're only meeting, you're meeting a very specific type of person in every city going there to do stand-up. You're meeting a guy who works at a venue. Right. You're meeting the guy who picks you up. Yeah. You're meeting bookers. <laughs> yeah, you're not just like walking around town, Mm-mm. you know. I didn't walk Hanging out in the business district. Or yeah, the, I didn't like talk to people at the museums. I, I, you know, was mostly spent time by myself. Right. Looking at stuff. But yeah, now I kind of would like to go to other places and look at art. This is like, that was like your introductory, like, it's my intro traveling. To travel. yeah, yeah, through Europe. Now you can go, all right, I've been to all these cities. I want to go back there for real. Yeah. You know, or I'd whatever. Like to go, go to Spain, go to France. I'd go back to Amsterdam. Uh-huh. For a little while, like part of a European, like because Amsterdam is really close to France. Right. If I wanted to go to Paris, Paris, London, Amsterdam were all super close to each other. Uh huh. So that's the thing you could like if you had like maybe two weeks. Be cool to fucking take trains to each one too. Yeah, I don't know how the trains work. Instead of fly, I think a train from London to Paris is easy. Yeah, that's easy. I like London a lot. A London's lot. so expensive. I mean, is it? I mean, a pound? It is. I guess. It's, I mean, like, it's like New York expensive, where everything costs a lot of fucking money. I, I didn't try to Living buy... Living there, yeah. everything. Yeah, I didn't try to buy anything, so I didn't really notice what... Yeah, you just cost. went to free museums, so you're just like, yeah. no, London's cool, it's cheap. I mean, <laughs> my f- I went to dinner at a place that seemed sort of okay. I think it was, it was like 20 pounds, 20... It was 20 pounds, so yeah. 30 bucks to like eat by myself. <laughs> Right. But I was in like a cool part. I was in the theater district. Yeah. So I was in a cool part of town. Didn't feel like gnarly expensive. Yeah, I mean, because you're not living there. But I also think yeah, the dollar's stronger than it used to be. Right. So maybe that's changed it a little bit. But yeah, I think living. I mean, I don't know what it costs to have an apartment there. I asked uh, Whitney's sister-in-law about that. I was like, is it ridiculous to live in London? She's like, it's not ridiculous, but you're not going to get like a big place. It's New York-like. Yeah. I think it's probably actually a little cheaper 
relative to income than New York. But again, you you live in a small place for the sake of living in a city like that. Yeah. Because there's so much shit to do. And by American standards, New York is ridiculous. Yeah. It's fucking so expensive. And dirty as fuck, whereas London seemed clean. Right. To me. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I luckily stayed out of the dirty part. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know all the neighborhoods out there. I have a friend who lives out there, but I don't really ever talk to him about, like, so is it clean? Is it dirty? Is it? Yeah. I mean, with all the, like, old shit, that's the thing, with, or I noticed, with all these places, these cities have such, like, these landmarks that are so big and old and special uh-huh. <laughs> that it kind of keeps the areas around most of them clean. Because every few fucking blocks, there's a giant old important history thing. Yeah. So they're not going to let the block over be crap. Because, like, I think in a weird way, that old shit keeps every neighborhood kind of cool around them. Yeah, and it keeps people wanting to visit. Yeah. You know? So they're so like, oh, we're not going like, there. It's filthy. Yeah, you have, like, a nice restaurant near the old thing and a nice this near the old this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I did it. <clears throat> you did. Ten fucking days. I'm a fucking I did. Uh, what did I do? Let's go through my ten days. Nothing, 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 <laughs> nothing special, nothing special, nothing special. Went to a day-long music festival in Pomona. Dope. Uh, it's the way every music festival should be. Really? One day. You get there at three. You're at home by 9.15. Perfect. It was amazing. Saw the Black Lips. Saw the Black Angels. Band of Skulls. Um, another band that was really good with a black in their name. Oh, Black, black Rebel Motorcycle, Motorcycle Club, Club was supposed to be, it, but they canceled. Yeah. Um, and then saw a couple new bands we didn't see. Played the uh, Spin the Wheel at the Amoeba Tent for an hour. For an hour? Yeah, they have like the Amoeba Tent is there just, you know, with fucking random shit to sell. But then they have a wheel you can spin. Every spin's a dollar, goes to charity. And then you can spin it and win stuff. Every number you land on so I, I paid like seven or eight bucks, and then I left there with like $35 in, Dope. in Amoeba money, That's which is pretty awesome. Everyone likes gambling. Um, and then a couple days ago. Oh yeah, so it's small festival, three small stages on the Pomona Fairgrounds, like in the middle of the horse track. And it's not crowded. Parking super easy. Tickets were cheap. Right. Walk in, watch some shit, and then you're out of there. Yeah. And you're at home by 9. It was, it was great. Um, and then a couple of days ago, TV on the radio. Yeah, I saw you post a picture, dude. Where, dude? At the Fonda. Ah. It was so good. Yeah, it was supposed to be at the Regent Theater, which apparently they had to move it because it's not open yet. Oh. I guess they're building. Like they were supposed to be done a couple of weeks ago. Right. There, I don't know what what issues they had, but they moved it to the Fonda, which is fine for me. It's closer. Um, but they were so good. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. Because they've been like, haven't had an album out since 2011. Yeah. Last year, they released like one or two singles, and then they played, they played FYF in 2013, which I saw. But then they haven't really been active that much. And then they're, they finished this new album, released two singles off that. The other two singles last year are not on the album. So these two, one's called Happy Idiot, great song. The other one's called Careful You, even better song. Okay. So they played those two and three others. So like five out of the 14 songs were new. Wow. And then they played older stuff and they reworked a few songs to where they were like, almost felt new. They were like, had like punk rock kind of vibe to them. The show was so great, dude. They like, they were back with like this 
fuck like renewed energy and like they it was like they were really into being they went through a tough time they had that guy they did yeah they're they're uh, what did he fucking bassist uh gerard gerard smith or whatever died of lung cancer it's hard really hard i think I, or i would imagine it gets got to be really hard for a band to come back from that yeah because they didn't replace them yeah because they all i mean a few of the guys you know they're multi-instrumentalists and stuff but yeah um they have like two girls now like kind of singing like backup like vocals for a couple of songs which is pretty cool right um there was a dude playing the saxophone they have two guys that like i guess tour with them for playing whatever other instruments um but yeah man that it was a it was a great fucking show i'm really glad i went you should go see him in europe no shit that'd be a way better way better trip. this dude's trying to take comics out on these tours i would love to do one i'll recommend him i'll recommend you to him yeah do it kind of looking for taking like like three people at a time but yeah. the one thing he said he's like he's like you guys got days off i'm not really looking to do that with other people <laughs> he's oh, like, he doesn't want days he off kind of wants to like that's fine I don't bang give a it shit. Out, go to all these places do stand up i do not give a shit send I'm everybody in. back i'm in um yeah i'm talking to someone else in england right now about going out there yeah so yeah i want to he, he was like dude you gotta he's, he, yeah he was like are you do you want to like try to build a a following out here and i was like a how yeah but i think it's, B, no <laughs> you think it's you have to just almost he was like youtube netflix stuff like that yeah to where like you just have to have things to promote so they can see little clips that can get because the venues that he's trying to get people in aren't huge mm-hmm. so almost you just need to give them something to look at before like you know a little bit of time out before they people come out to see you right right he said bill burr went out a few years ago 2010 or something like you know not a lot of people knew he was wasn't like selling out and then he came back and it was like boom yeah Yeah. sold out theaters the whole deal it's worth it because you know you can make yeah i want dude i would do it fucking tomorrow if they were like you're flying out tomorrow i'm like yeah i am he's coming to the comedy store in december i'll make sure there good 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 yes yeah that's awesome (coughs) that's it european working vacation i fucked europe's dick off yeah sucked its dick and it almost sucked yours back in Amsterdam, but it you pussied out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we'll see you next time. Bye.